0: <laughs> well hello, Merry Christmas Yeah, Merry Christmas It's a great time of year
1: Yeah, we're talking about a lot of good stuff today Focusing on the Savior, the, the Living Christ document so.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fantastic But we've learned from the Doctrine and Covenants about Christ Which is hopefully a lot, substantial
1: yeah. we got some excellent guests here yeah. today So it'll yeah, be you. great uh, So welcome, uh, should we follow up on what we read before Let's we talk,
0: Yeah. So today we're studying the living Christ. We're going to look at the apostles' testimony of Jesus Christ and also discuss how Christ is the creator of all things. Mm -hmm.
1: He also went about doing good and teaching truth. He gave his life to atone for the sins of humankind and he rose from the grave to overcome sin and death.
0: The scriptures testify, the Doctrine and Covenants and the prophets, that Christ lives. He will return to the earth. He will reign as King of Kings and of Lord of Lords.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're going to focus our discussion on three different things today. Finding Christ in the Doctrine and Covenants, Christ's divine influence in our lives, and shining Christ's light to the world.
0: So in order to help us to dive deeper into this topic today, of the living Christ, we have invited our wonderful friends, John and Michelle Schmidt, would you mind meeting us up here in front?
2: Welcome. How are you Thank guys doing? You. So
0: great. Thank you. <laughs> love you guys. Thank you. So, John and Michelle, you met at the University of Utah. Yes. We did yes. At it's institute though. In institute <laughs> class. <Yes. laughs> I'm just kidding. We we love the University of Utah. So many wonderful people there and graduates. We're good. <laughs> um, and Michelle, you wrote a book. Can you just tell us again the name of your book? It's called Carried. Looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that. It's a fantastic book, I've read it, love it. So thank you for your work on that and for sharing your experiences. You bet. And John, you are a professional musician. (laughs) That's right. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: (laughs) Oh, it's this little group called the Piano Guys. And uh, yeah, we started uh, just four guys doing something for fun and it grew into something bigger than we ever thought it would, so.
0: It's beautiful music, so thank you so much for, for performing and writing and also your experiences too, Michelle.
1: So before we get into our discussion, I'm wondering, uh, we've been reading the Doctrine and Covenants the entire year. We just read the Living Christ. I'm wondering, have there been certain themes or ideas or passages that have stuck out to you?
3: Well, I mean, I think the title of the Living Christ mm. is um, something that I have always wondered about when people would say, I know he lives. Yeah. I would think, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean he lives? I, I've come to believe it is that he is real Mm. And that he's involved in guiding his church Mm. and he is involved in helping us and being Mm. a part of our lives. We can have a personal relationship with this living
1: person, this God. He's present, right? Yeah, excellent. John?
2: I, I just love the whole idea of that. It's a book of answers and to see how Christ answers these questions so personally
1: yeah. In other scripture we have a lot of narrative or, or, or poetry or their letters going back and forth. But here you have Joseph Smith is asking a question and the Lord is speaking back to him.
0: Yeah, I mean we can learn about Christ in an autobiographical sense in the Doctrine and Covenants. For other times you hear people telling us about him, mm-hmm. he is literally the one speaking.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. So maybe we can jump into it then and get into our discussion about uh, first finding Christ in the Doctrine and Covenants. So one of the things that that stood out to me is Christ's commitment to us. And I saw this in two places specifically. And the first is in uh, section 19 verses 18 through 19. Um, So this is Christ talking about the atonement and the, the suffering that he endured in Gethsemane. And he says, speaking about other people, but if they would not repent, they must suffer even as I, which suffering caused myself, even God, the greatest of all, to tremble because of pain and to bleed at every pore and to suffer both body and spirit. And would that I might not drink the bitter cup and shrink. And yet, glory be to the Father, I partook and finished the preparations unto the children of men. If there was another way, he would have taken that way, and yet there wasn't, so he went through it for us. And then you see a a similar theme in in section 122. This is Joseph Smith in in Liberty Jail, if I'm not mistaken. He's uh, suffering. He says, God, where art thou? Where are you in my life? And then Christ goes and he says, "You know, even if all these horrible things happen, even if you're uh, in perils among false brethren, among robbers, stealing you from your children, verse eight, the son of man hath descended below them all, art thou greater than he? Yeah, Brett. When life is really hard, sometimes that's when we feel closest Mm -hmm. to him. And then he speaks here to Joseph Smith, but I think to all of us, that this peace can come as we turn to him and as we, we try to do what we can to be more like him.
0: Yeah. At this point, there hasn't been a temple on the earth yet. And he, a temple where they're going to receive the endowment, receive the power that is necessary. But Joseph learns those lessons in prison. And Elder Holland calls that the prison temple. And I think that's so sacred that mm. that's where he learns it. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: Are there specific passages or sections or themes that were especially meaningful to you, uh, specifically relating to Christ?
0: One of my favorite
2: scriptures is in Doctrine and Convenience 121.7, which in Spanish says, as my son said, to your soul, that this adversity will only be for a moment. Sometimes we feel
0: Interesting how many of our scriptures are coming from Liberty Jail on Christ this time. It's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to learn from, from these difficult times. And Christ is introducing himself there.
1: Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I have to imagine that Joseph Smith mm-hmm. learned some really important lessons about Christ and how he works in the world in those times of suffering.
0: Well, and you also think about what he's going to do in the future, right, right after Liberty Jail. He's going to go then to to Nauvoo and he is actually going to build this temple. And it's almost, you almost wonder, is Christ preparing him for this next extremely important step? He is coming to know Christ in a way nobody else has at this point. And we do too in these extremities as we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. I love this view of Christ.
3: I love where he says, Behold, ye are little children and ye cannot bear all things now. Ye must grow in grace and in the knowledge of the truth. And then he says, fear not little children. For you are mine, and I have overcome the world, and you are of them that the Father hath given me. I am in your midst. Love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And again, it's this idea of Him being there. This this idea that He lives and He can be present in our lives and help us, right? Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite verses in Doctrine and Covenants is Doctrine and Covenants 68:6, and it says, "Wherefore, be of good cheer and do not fear, for I, the Lord, am with you and will stand by you." And you shall bear record of me, even Jesus Christ, that I am the son of the living God, that I was, that I am, and that I am to come. And I think it's just really powerful because it really shows the character of Christ. He really is always standing by our side, no matter what circumstance we are currently in, and that we have no reason to fear. I don't know. I think it's really powerful.
0: I I love the idea at the second coming, what we remember about Jesus Christ is his loving kindness. Christ says it, he actually says, and now the very year of my redeemed has come and they shall mention the loving kindness of their Lord. I just, it's, it's not the destruction, it's not, it's not all, of the, all of the wickedness and it's not everything that's happening his final judgment, it's his kindness and his love. I think that's beautiful.
2: Isn't there a scripture somewhere that says that people will be running around saying, the Lord hath done excellent things. I just, I just think there's gonna be lots of pleasant surprises.
0: Yes, for sure, <laughs> yeah. yes.
2: So this has
1: been a great discussion about finding Christ in the Doctrine and Covenants, and thank you much for your for your stories and insights and perspectives. Let's talk now a little bit about Christ's divine influence in our lives. And maybe to start our discussion, we can go to a video that we have from a viewer at home. Hi, my name is Brigham McKay, and I'm from Huntsville, Utah, currently at BYU. Uh, 2020 was a really hard year for a lot of people, and um, sometimes it's hard to see Christ in our lives. So my question is, how can we, in troubling times, come to see Christ's influence and come to see His His hand in our lives every single day?
0: John and Michelle, can you kind of walk us through, help us understand your experience and perhaps in the process answer Brigham's question?
2: We went through the, an experience where our daughter went missing and it was just a horrific time of searching for her for a month. That was probably the hardest time that we have been through. That was four four years ago.
3: She was lost in the mountains in um, Oregon. An official search and rescue had been planned. And um, John and our son had gone up earlier and I was driving myself to the site. It was the very first day and I hadn't been up the gorge or been to the spot or anything. And as I was driving, up along the road that was, um, goes up along the river, I was overcome with the beauty, these mountains and these beautiful waterfalls. And I just kind of said, Annie, I can see why you love this. It's so beautiful. And she said, I know, Mom, I knew you'd love it. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you just talk to me. And so you're in the spirit world. And we're going we're gonna to keep looking for you, but we're going to be looking for your body. And that was so comforting. That was just such a sweet, nice thing that Heavenly Father gave me because it was a very grueling, horrible month of looking for her. But it was so comforting to me to know that she was okay and not suffering.
2: As I was preparing to speak at her funeral, you know, just pondering a lot on the whole idea of Christ as the life of the world. I thought to myself, everything is riding on the truth of that. Something came to mind from a Mormon message. It stuck with me. It said things, wonderful things that we experience all the time become invisible. And for me, Christ was too invisible. And I I was thinking along those lines, how can I make Christ more real? I thought of reading these words by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. If I was reading these for the first time, and he says, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and was seen of Cephas, then of the 12. After that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also. And that was so powerful to me. And then of course, the amazing testimony in D&C 76, where Joseph Smith says, last of all, he was seen of us. And as I prepared for my daughter's funeral speech, I thought, there have been a 100 apostles that have testified that this is not invisible, this is real and the testimony of the living Christ is just another boom, I will see Annie again.
3: Sometimes we will hear a a song or we'll read something and and the impact of Jesus Christ and the magnitude of his gift and his divinity will, will feel so meaningful to us and then it can fade you know, and we don't feel it as powerfully. And I do, like we've been talking about Joseph Smith in jail, I feel like sometimes it is in our moments of extremity that we reach out to him and that we do feel it more powerfully.
2: When I was going through this Annie experience, I came across this video on Facebook by a Christian artist named Craig Avon. And the words were so beautiful and they touched me so deeply and that whole experience of having something change from invisible to real happened because of this video. I never cry, I, I just, I'm not a crier, but this one had me bawling just listening to this and I, and I reached out to this Christian artist and I asked him if we could collaborate with him and we uh, did our own arrangement and then he was willing to come in and sing on the video.
1: Thanks so much for for sharing that, John. Um, So we actually have a video special presentation right now
4: upon our tree, although this year I have a broken heart, it gives me hope and joy as I remember where you are. You're with the Son of God. You're with the Prince of Peace. With the one we're celebrating And that thought amazes me Sometimes I still break down Grieving that we're apart But the sweetest gift is knowing where you are You're with the sun and I know the Christmas season was your favorite time of year. You loved to help us decorate our tree. But now that you're with Jesus, can't imagine how you feel. Because he's the one who bled and died upon the tree for you. Got your picture in the frame And a stocking with your name Oh, God knows it's been hard Letting go And I can't bring you back Making angels with you in the snow I guess instead you will be singing With them all around God's throne You're with the Son of God You're with the Prince of Peace You're with the one who's celebrating And that thought
0: you. Sorry.
3: (laughs) Doesn't the scripture, he is a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. Right. Like grief. Once you've experienced grief, it's um, something that really draws
0: you to Christ because he is able to comfort I've experienced my first Christmas without my father from a daughter's perspective. There is no hope without Christ but there is all hope with him and I, I mean, that's what it says at the end of this at the Living Christ it says um, God be thanked for the matchless gift of his divine son and at this Christmas season there is n- there is no sorry <laughs> there is no better gift because there is no there's no way without him he is the only way. And, and you know what a blessing. This Christmas season is hard for many people. It's, it's joyous for many, and it's hard at the same time. So Michelle, back to this other question from our wonderful friend. How has your um, testimony of Jesus Christ been strengthened through your difficult times or through this experience? I called the book Carried because I feel like he carried us.
3: I feel like our witness of him, our belief in him, our trust in him, our reliance upon him were the things that carried us. And um, it was sad, and it is sad, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's hope. Yeah. And it's it's real. okay. Yeah. And we're going to be reunited. And even through our grief and through our time of
2: separation, we are carried. Is it possible that we're being carried by the Father and the Son
4: hmm.
2: simultaneously? I feel like we limit ourselves, yeah. thinking, you know, I think when we're praying to the Father, we're communicating with both of them simultaneously and they're interacting with us simultaneously.
0: I think it's Thank beautiful. It cool. yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you for that. So this has been an
1: excellent discussion on Christ's uh, divine influence in our life. Now maybe we can transition and talk a little bit about uh, shining Christ's light to the world. Uh, We're commanded in Scripture, in a sense, to to reflect the, the light that Christ gives us to, in some way, pay it forward for the blessings that we receive. So in what ways have you tried to shine Christ's light to the world, and what have you learned in this process? Yeah, Jordiana.
3: Christ was the perfect example, and I've had a lot of my friends that have kind of I guess like stepped away from the church for a little bit, but uh, they uh, have shared with me that like, because of the example, because the way that you chose to live your life, is kind of the, one of the reasons why they came back. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, like how powerful that is to just be an example to mm-hmm. others.
1: Was it scary for you at all to kind of stand out like that? Or like, tell us a little bit about that.
3: It is because a lot of people disagree with you I mean, I found a lot of my strength through studying the scriptures
0: and through praying a lot. You know, President Iring's father was a, was a very famous scientist, and um, he was never given the Nobel Prize. And his son, who is now President Iring, was, was kind of frustrated. Uh, there was a person that was on the Nobel Prize committee um, who once spoke regarding President Iring's father, and he actually said the reason why we didn't give him the Nobel Prize was because he couldn't separate God from science. He had a testimony of Jesus Christ. He had lived the gospel and it wasn't like he was afraid. It wasn't, he wasn't embarrassed by it. He couldn't help it because he had gained that testimony. He had the hope of Christ that you've talked about today. And he was naturally a light that couldn't be put out.
2: I love that. Elder Kose gave a really great talk that has stuck in my mind um, where he talked about, is it still wonderful to you? Yeah, and I think for me it goes back to that whole thing of invisibility. Have have wonderful things become invisible to me? And I have a desire in my heart and a prayer to appreciate these gifts. It's that uh, Christian hymn um, when I survey the wondrous cross, where it says, "When I look at all of this, it demands my life, my soul, my all." that's how much i appreciate that it's just it's i can't restrain giving my life my soul my all because of the gifts
1: yeah yeah brett someone in the book remembering joseph they said being around the prophet joseph smith was like being like heat coming from a wood burning stove ultimately and we as we come become more like god we spread more light and we spread more goodness because Christ is the epitome of light. God is the epitome of of light, of goodness. And so as we become more like him, we just naturally give off a presence that is
2: joyful and good and loving.
1: Thank you for that. We can't share Christ's light without inviting a little bit of light into our own lives. Um, Even if people aren't interested in what we're sharing, there's a joy and there's a peace that comes from the effort, it's kinda of like spiritual endorphins. Like, yeah. you, it, it's inescapable. Like, we are formed as we try to reach out and help other people. So thank you for that. Um, in conclusion, any final thoughts on sharing Christ's light uh, with the world from the Schmitz?
3: I think it's love, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If, we feel, if we feel his love, we just wanna share it with others. And I think we are, we're told to pray with the en- energy of our heart to be filled with this love. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel it all the time. Yeah, I don't, but mm-hmm. I am praying to feel it. Mm-hmm. And that makes me then want to turn around and, and give. I
2: mm-hmm. think also appreciation is another word for love. Mm-hmm. Pray with all the energy of heart to increase your appreciation from a two, to a five, to a 10, to a 100. If I just appreciated more, all this stuff that's going unnoticed all the stuff that's going, that's invisible. It would change me. Yeah.
0: This is Christ. Christ is love. It's just amazing when you think about what he is really trying to do here. He is the light of the world, not because he hasn't struggled, but because he has. Right. right? He had to go through this dark time in order to become this great light. And now we have Christmas as, as the celebration of this light that he's given to us. Absolutely. This has been a great discussion on shining Christ's light to the world. We really appreciate your comments. We really appreciate you, Michelle and John. Thank you for sharing your music with us. Thank you for sharing your story and especially your testimonies and your light. And we'd like to thank you also. Thank you, those of you in the studio audience today. We appreciate your thoughts, your comments, your testimonies. Uh, This has been a a great discussion.
1: And to those of you at home, thanks for sending us your comments and questions via social media. Uh, We hope you can come join us in the studio sometime. But if you can't, uh, we hope you'll tune in next week for Come Follow Up. Thanks. Merry Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.